this is Ashley Mazurk, and welcome back to the Balanced Body Podcast. I'm going to finish up, and maybe we'll return down the road with redirecting children's behavior. I hope you have heard and appeared to understand the benefit of learning this information as it relates to child slash um, adult type similar behavior. I really do. Uh, Today is going to be about temper tantrums or misbehaving. I know that at least in the era that I grew up, if you had a temper tantrum or you didn't do what you were supposed to, you were just a bad kid and you were just identified as bad and misbehaved or the devil's going to get you. So temper tantrums. And so in order to know how to redirect a temper tantrum, it's more important to determine what is the cause of the tantrum. And so that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about the different types of kids. We have the attention seeking kids, the power seeking against kids, the revenge and the inadequacy. And so most tantrums take place mainly because a child is, I know in, in my particular I noticed this at a very young age, if my child didn't eat according to her, what I felt like was sustainable for her amount of energy, it didn't eat uh, fats and proteins, she would very easily go into a temper tantrum. So hungry, tired, sick, hypersensitive, um, and that can be like to... The, the ebb and flow of your life. So like changes in environment, clothing even, or they just could be testing you, uh, feeling hyper-powered or just merely frustrated. So there's, the point is, is there is a reason. And as adults and parents, the goal is to figure out what is causing this. And uh, like I said, I had noticed at a very young age with my daughter, as soon as I gave her something of quality to eat, when I sensed a temper tantrum coming on, she would take a 180 degree turn. It was mind blowing. When she's tired, to this day, I'm the, as an adult, I'm the same way. If I don't get my food, if I don't eat, if I eat something that doesn't have a, a, a macro density that serves my body, depending on my stressors for that day, I can get agitated very easily and go into my own temper tantrum. And my kids will, te- my daughter will tell you that in an instant. And so food is a big one, huge. Being tired. Not getting enough sleep is a huge one. Um, and so also we need to figure out what kind of child this is and or adult. Are, is their goal attention? So some actions that come across for an attention-seeking person is that they're a nuisance. 
Uh, how, how many adults do we know when they walk in the room would think, oh, Lord, what a nuisance. Uh, they may show off or be the class clown, maybe lazy. And this is attention seeking. Act hyperactive, keeps the parent busy, thinks I am loved only when people pay attention to me. So you don't want to set that up because that can be a program that can live with them for the rest of their life to bug everyone else in the world. So we need to nip this bud this in the bud in the early years. They may whine a lot, may use charm or overly eager to please, be overly sensitive, may have trouble learning. So what are some redirections or what, what can we do as people or parents, I should say? So here are some four steps for kind of redirecting out of that behavior. No eye contact, no words. Uh, make the person feel loved and act immediately. Stop and wait until the child stops. Thank him for stopping. I think that positive reinforcement is one of the biggest uh, pluses adeds that children need. They constantly need to be reminded at every age uh, positives about them, uh, positive feedback, especially at adolescence. Oh my goodness. Uh, so back to the attention seeking. Use logical sequences or consequences. Use an agreed upon nonverbal signal. Teach the child how to ask for attention appropriately. So they might say, mom, I need some attention right now. Cool, let me stop what I'm doing and give you all of my attention. Very important that we teach our kids to be able to openly express their needs and wants. Because as adults in relationships, if you're not able to do that in a relationship, we, have, we then form expectations. And then we form expectations. It causes frustration, which causes fights and disagreements and resentment and all sorts of things that are not good for a healthy relationship. The next one would be the child of power. So they may act uh, like a very argumentative child, so they argue all the time. They're stubborn. They must win. They got to be the boss. Lies a lot. Is disobedient. Does the opposite of what is asked of him. Ooh, ooh and may refuse to do any work. That is a difficult one. Um, so what, what can we do for redirections here? As hard as it may be, you may need to be taking a time out. You gotta offer loving guidance. And like I said, I'm not saying that this is easy to do. Take a time out for yourself, love yourself a little bit, then come back and do love, loving guidance. Find, find useful ways for the child to feel powerful and valuable. It's important to 
teach our children to say no. Choices, give, give that power child choices. Do the unexpected. Negotiate so that there's a win-win. Everybody wins, both parties win. Not just one person needs to win. Uh, and don't forget that kids, not always, but sometimes are mimicking the parent. So the question could be is, hmm, this child acts like a power child. Am I, am I a power person? Is, is my partner a power person? What, what are they getting this? Or are they just their own little entity and they are not feeding off of you? Use signals. Ask, what would you be willing to do? And give them space to withdraw from the conflict. All right, the next one is the revenge child. So they may steal, may be vicious, hurt other children, animals, and himself, is destructive, lies, blames and accuses others of their unfairness, may believe that no one likes them may want to give even for the hurts he believes others have inflicted upon him. Getting even, that's the revenge. Uh, makes himself unlikable. I didn't say you needed to understand it, but it is what it is. Feels no one understands him. And so hearing that as a parent, I would invite them to try to help me understand if they feel that way. Have a conversation wrapped around voicing what it is that no one understands. So giving them a little bit of power in that direction. So we don't wanna retaliate with these revenge kids. Discuss with your child his better qualities. Emphasize with his feelings and let him know that you are there, that you care, that you're unconditional. And I know with my own, when I say I, I'm unconditional, she can remind me when I haven't been, which is good because, you know, I have the feeling that our children are our greatest teachers. And to the degree that we don't respect that, um, then you will, you will and at some point realize that. <laughs> You'll get your challenges and your lessons. But yeah, our children are there to teach us and make us better. There's no doubt about that. You wanna always try to, at the end of the day, by the end of the night, reestablish the relationship. Don't, don't let, it, let it fester on. Teach a child how to express himself without being hurtful. And that may take a little while because the words may need to change several times before it is, um, before it is not hurtful communication. Find out why your child feels hurt and is overpowered and stop that, that hurtful behavior. 
postpone the discipline that could be misinterpreted as punishment until have you until you have reestablished the relationship with him. Totally agree. Totally, one hundred percent, with that particular child. Um, inadequacy. So the child that feels inadequate seems to say, "Leave, leave me alone." Uh, that's their go-to statement. They seem to act helpless. They may feel stupid in comparison to others. And oftentimes, if you've got an expressive, a verbal expressive child, they'll tell you that. Gives up and does not participate in activities. Just throws in the towel from the get-go. Does not want demands made on him. Yeah, because I know, especially in adolescence, as much as you want to dote on your child, um, what I uh, realized a year ago was that it can be perceived as pressure on at least my adolescent. When I think and say, like, you could do anything you want to do, or you could definitely uh, win that or excel at that that was perceived very negative and I'm, I'm like perplexed because I'm like, I thought I was saying something nice, but found out that that form of communication isn't necessarily a positive compliment. It's actually, it's that person, that child feels pressured then to match that level that you have just now opinionated. Ugh. Um, does not want demands made on him and may set goals too high for himself and not touch anything that does not measure up to these high expectations. So stay friendly with this inadequate. Discuss with your child his beliefs about being incapable of doing anything right Always stay encouraging without rescuing. Very important there. You don't want to be rescuing a 30-year-old. You don't want to be rescuing a 28-year-old or a 40-year-old. So we gotta we make give our kids love and support, but we also allow them to grow up and to be independent from mommy and daddy. <clears throat> give your child small successes and don't give teach a child to change his negative self-talk to positive. Now, that's a hard one. You know, you can only suggest and advise. They have to, I always say to my daughter, you're going to have to make that choice and change. Uh, energy follows thought. You know, everything that I teach, I also, you know, say to her, but at the end of the day, it's your choice to make a difference. And, you know, whether, you, whether or not you don't want to take my advice because I'm your mother and you want to power hold this, that's fine. Um, it may, your journey may take a little bit longer then um, because I firmly believe in energy follows thought and the power of words for your, um, your destiny in life. So preventing temper tantrums 
goes along with a couple reminders for us. Fun stuff, stuff parents already do when we're, a, a, it, it's, it's when with your children, being present with your children is basically uh, observing them. So it's easy then you get to know your child. So in preventing temperature, get to know your child. Schedule things appropriately um, to not over schedule and make things too chaotic. Some children can't handle that. Look for patterns within and with your children. Make agreements ahead of time. Um, I know that when my child decides to spend the night with a friend, we have to go through the expectations that I have. And one of them is that, that they don't stay up or she doesn't stay up till 3 a.m. because she has uh, an, a mood that exists the next day that is unpleasant, that I don't like to deal with. So we talk about, I'm suggesting that you don't stay up till 3 a.m. I know it's fun and you know you only get to do it at these slumber parties, but I don't want to deal with that person that has, is the result of something like that. So if that does happen, because at the end of the day, I can't make you, I'm not there, um, here are the consequences. And this is what will happen if I have to deal with that. And every time I have done that, I've never encountered a mood, mood swings, attitude. Um, sometimes she, uh, uh, before I stated this stuff, she would sleep, you know, the afternoon. And I would say, here are the chores that I'd like you to have done because the goal isn't to come home and sleep all day. And those things would get done and she doesn't sleep. So this sort of communication, rather than getting angry and yell and frustrated after it happens, bite it in the bud from the beginning and set the, set the stage before it happens and things will go a lot better. Notify your child of changes ahead of time. Nurture, nurture yourself is a big one because dealing with tantrums oh, can be very uh, emotionally intensive. Let's just say that. And if you work a lot and you already have a stressful life and job and stuff that's going on in your life, yeah, this is just one more thing that may not be pleasant to deal with. So yeah, try to find some time to nurture you. Promote routines and rituals. They love, kids love that. Uh, so, short and sweet, I, I want to end it. We're going to move into some other in, information going forward. And uh, maybe we'll come back to children's behavior. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you can connect it with adult behavior. And it, it was of value to you that it was worth your time and listening. That's my biggest, because our time is very important. Our energy is very important. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing your time. I appreciate it so much. And uh, don't forget about my meditation mindfulness series on my website, balancebod.com. It's under educational videos. I have got about 15 videos thus far up there, and my plan is to do a lot more. 
um, to help you um, if you are not consistent with your meditation practice to be there and help you with that. If I, if I can't do it in person, I'm going to do it over video in any way I possibly can. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks a lot.